This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Response, poetry, drumming, song, and dance. King's performance was made possible by a grant from the Community Foundation of Macon County, along with the Decatur Arts Council and the African American Cultural and Genealogical Society Museum of Illinois. For more content, visit nowdecatur.com. Recovering what they can off the coast of South Carolina. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, where that Chinese spy balloon was shot down Saturday after trekking across America. Republicans say President Biden took way too long. Senator Steve Daines tells Fox they could have shot it down without risking lives when it was first spotted over his state, Montana. The biggest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. It entered the United States through Idaho on the 31st and was spotted across several states, including near a handful of military bases before it was finally shot down. Fox's Brooke Singman also reports a senior Biden administration official tells her other balloons briefly crossed into the U.S. in the Trump era at least three times. They went undetected. The official tells me that the information on those spy balloons was, quote, discovered after the Trump administration. But Trump administration officials claim that never happened and are criticizing the Biden administration for spreading what they are calling disinformation. It's a nightmare of a day in Turkey and Syria. Rocked by the most powerful earthquake to hit there in decades, a magnitude 7.8 followed by an aftershock nearly as strong. At least 1,500 people are dead, thousands more injured. That's the sound of a building collapsing. Hundreds more came down when the quake hit at 4 a.m. Crews are searching the rubble for survivors, and we're also just learning a small earthquake was felt in Buffalo, New York, that area, a 3.8 magnitude. There's fear a rail car that's been burning since a Friday train derailment in Ohio could explode. People within a mile of that in East Palestine have been ordered to evacuate. A historic night at the Grammys on CBS. I'd like to thank my parents, my father. My mother. That's Beyonce. For loving me and pushing me. After winning four more awards, giving her 32 lifetime Grammys more than anyone ever. America's listening to Fox News. How far will the left go to win 2024? Will they send out more stimulus checks, pass more student loan bailouts, or give away trillions more to left-wing groups? The simple truth is they don't care if your retirement is eroded down to a fraction of its value. They just want to win. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. I want to encourage you to diversify your 401K or IRA out of paper assets and in to a physical gold IRA. And the only company I recommend for gold IRAs is conservative-owned Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word PROTECT. To 989898 to get their free info kit on gold IRAs. Do this now before Democrats have a chance to legislate away your life savings. Get your free info kit on gold IRAs by texting PROTECT to the number 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. So use your agency. Take action now. Text the word PROTECT to the number 989898. There's a new ABC News Washington Post poll President Biden may not like. 41% of those surveyed say they are worse off financially since he took office. 52% disapprove of the job he's doing, and about half of his fellow Democrats don't want him to run again. 
And if he does, former President Trump beats President Biden slightly in a theoretical rematch in that poll. Now, tomorrow night, the president will tout what he sees as progress in the State of the Union address. President Biden may highlight the passage of things he asked for in his last State of the Union, the Chips and Science Act, and a version of Build Back Better known as the Inflation Reduction Act. White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein told Fox News Sunday. The gas price, which is such an important price in our economy, down $1.50 from its peak in June of last year. And that means real breathing room. But many might expect he begins on a foreign policy note after the U.S. military shot down a Chinese spy balloon that traversed the U.S. this past week. Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton told Fox News Sunday. Let a spy balloon complete its spy mission before we shot it down, I'm afraid, is an embarrassment to the United States. In Washington, D.C., Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could fall. Dow futures down more than 100 points. Days before the NBA's trade deadline, a big deal. 48 hours after requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving is headed to Dallas. According to multiple reports, the Mavericks are sending Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029 first-round pick and two second-round picks back to Brooklyn in exchange for the eight-time All-Star. The deal brings to an end a tumultuous four-year run in Brooklyn for Irving. He missed a chunk of the 2021 season because of his refusal to get vaccinated, and he was suspended earlier this season for promoting a movie that contained anti-Semitic themes on social media. Tim McMaster, Fox News. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles have both arrived in Phoenix. Those teams now ready for the Super Bowl, getting ready six days from now. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. Cannon, hello! Slam dunk! Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. And the celebration is on! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. At Busey Bank, we're proud to serve our local community through financial guidance and community investment. Offering sound advice and actionable insight, Busey builds financial strength, supports homeownership dreams, and offers customized lending strategies, connecting with our neighbors to build stronger communities. Busey Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. We may see some patchy fog for another hour or so. Otherwise, today is going to be mostly cloudy and windy, high near 50. Tonight, we've got a 40% chance of overnight rain, mostly cloudy and windy, steady temperatures around 50 degrees. For Tuesday, 50 degrees is the high again. It'll be mostly cloudy. And for Wednesday, rain is likely mainly afternoon, cloudy with a high of 48 Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 27 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome to the Monday, February, what is it today? Sixth edition of Buyers and Company. Mayor Julie Moore Wolf will join us. Mark Topper and Topper on Sports plus Dr. J, Juanita Morris, and still ahead, Amber from the. Ronald McDonald House. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
you know, I don't get a lot of mail, like mail mail, like snail mail. I had this, uh, I'm not going to give you the organization, but it's like a, a monthly newsletter. And stamped, uh, like literally, I think with a, a hand stamp, uh, it says complimentary on there. Nice. No. The not thing nice. you didn't ask for and I'm, weren't going to pay make, for anyway. I'm wondering who's paying for this. <laughs> That would be three whole pages. But they made me feel kind of cheap. Uh, it was like I'm getting something, you know, without giving my, my full investment. Complimentary. I got a couple $1 bills Stamp. in the mail for uh, one of those surveys to yeah. watch TV. They're down to like $1 bills. So I think I got $3. You're talking about like Nielsen? Nielsen? Yeah. yeah. It used to be a lot more. It's down to huh. just some used, like wrinkly one, <laughs> like probably well, three bucks. Like legit. the wire $3 yeah. bills. Legit. Yeah. Used to be a crisp like 20 or a 10 or something. Now it's, what do you got no, in your pocket? No, it, it's been. It's uh, at least five. No, it, it's weekly and, and it was stair-stepped to like, um, you, you know, like on ethnicity and other areas. Like some people got paid more to do because of demographics they were I'm looking for. I'm talking about the solicitation letter. Oh. I've not signed up to do this. Yeah, but you get you, it's so, uh, look, the whole thing is so janky. Um, it was janky then, back when you were doing it in TV, right? Yeah. It's even jankier now. I mean, I, I can know, I mean, I know exactly how many podcast streams, I mean, you know, we can touch on, I mean, not theoretically, literally somebody could leave their dog listening to the radio for 24 hours and get like a 90 share because the dog was listening. Why don't we just ask the Chinese instead of sending everybody what, two bucks? What's that balloon say? Can I get, can I get a little data? Can I get some data? Uh, there you have it. All right. Well, good morning and welcome. I'm going to put my complimentary um, piece in the circular bin over here. Uh, we have a whole lot to, to get to this week. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of things to be concerned about. I'm overall optimistic about life uh, right now at this point because I just think there are more things to be happy about than mm-hmm. sad about. What is the feedback you're getting as mayor and as employee of HSHS St. Mary's Hospital and the recent announcements? I, I mean, I know it probably runs the gamut of, oh, my God, they're closing tomorrow to I'm just mad because I can't have my baby, even though I'm not going to have a baby. What are you hearing? Well, and, and again, I'm not the official spokesperson I'm not asking of the hospital you to be or HSHS. But, but you are the mayor yeah, and an employee. And I think uh, probably. And the- wearing a shirt with a logo on it. <laughs> Well, I had to get dressed in a hurry this morning. Now, realistically, people want to be assured that the hospital is staying open, indicator, and that's been like a number one. You know, and that rumor has gone around for 30 years. But but to me, the most important part of that announcement, or at least the most important part in this regard, Mm -hmm. was the announcement of the uh, investment that they're going to make to modernize the campus and be here for the long haul. Right. The system is putting $90 million into the Decatur facility. Now, what people fail to understand, because the, the next question is, then why are you closing departments if you're going to put $90 million in? Not understanding that trying to reshape the footprint of the hospital to right be more size. efficient. Yes. And to do the things that, you know, you need to do. Hospitals, when this hospital was built and opened in 1961, you know, was for... 250 beds, two people in a room, you know, and people stayed in the hospital a really long time. Now you don't stay in the hospital a really long time unless you're very, very sick. And then you probably need a very, uh, a much higher level of care. 
right. So here's what I've been told um, by medical people that I've talked to in the last couple of weeks. Nick, if you had said, okay, you go back 15 years ago, and I, I don't know the accurate number, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to put in a number just to make it make sense to you contextually. So like if, let's say 200 babies were born a month, you, you know, 15 mm -hmm. years ago, 100 of those babies, you know, roughly, I mean, the split might, might not be exactly equal, 100 born at HSHS, 100 born at Memorial. Right. Uh, now there are uh, 200 or 100 babies mm -hmm. that are born a month and it's split 50-50. So what the hospital was doing, meaning Memorial, isn't any more than what they were doing 15 years ago. Right. It's just there's fewer babies being born. So their share of that 200 being 100 would now be they have the whole 100. Well, and, you know, babies come when babies want to come. Yeah. So you have to be ready for them 24-7. But, but I'm so, saying that yeah. the load isn't right. any different than it was 15 but years ago. But you still have to have both hospitals currently prepared for that load. But splitting yeah. half as many. Right. Okay, so, so that I know is and, and an emotional has, thing, it, right? It I mean, like, because people are attached. Like, I, you I know had your baby. For a, for well, listen, I was born in St. Mary's, uh, in Danville. Uh, I know a part of our new Hoff Media that you, there's nobody delivering babies. Which that to me is. I mean, the entire I'm, community. You have to go somewhere else to have your baby. Right, and we're very fortunate that you know Decatur has been blessed with two hospitals, and DMH and we is. We want two hospitals. Yes, we do. Um, and DMH has the capacity to take care of anyone who's having a baby. And, you know, at, at St. Mary's, if there's an emergency situation, they will be fully trained and ready to take you to. Okay. So this right sizing, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, uh, Nick and I have been talking about this, you know, you know almost, you know, 30 days into COVID, you, you know, that this acceleration factor of things is going to change life forever. I mean, we're going to lose a million people and go through horrible things and people, you know, without jobs and all that. But the long-term impact for this is it's going to be huge. And healthcare and higher ed and some of those areas that have basically sort of stayed the same, you know, for years and years and years are going to be forced to, to right size. You know, if you live in Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. Or you live in Boston or New York or Detroit or Atlanta, you know, your hospital's probably 30 minutes away. Easily. You, you know, you live here and it's like, oh, Springfield's another galaxy. There's no way that healthcare isn't going to become more regionalized, meaning you don't need to duplicate this care in Decatur and Springfield if it doesn't make any sense financially to be able to use that money to provide other services. Absolutely. And you look at some of the smaller communities around here and really across America, hospitals are a very important part of a community. Yeah. And people take usually like in the rural areas, that may be the largest um, employer sure. in your entire county. And so that's a it's a big deal to politicians. It's a big deal to the community as a whole. And it's an economic driver because they, you know, not only employ people, but they buy goods and services, et cetera. So, you know, but, but as you said, things have changed. Things have changed radically in our lifetime mm -hmm. and it's going to change more. Uh, and it, this is just, uh, to me, the first domino. Yeah. And the first domino is sometimes the most painful the because people go, oh, my God, there's a domino. It's like, yes, there is. Uh, and as long as the $90 million investment thing is is in the works, to me, that's the most important thing because you don't want to live in a one-hospital town if you're this size um, for employers, for expense, for everything. Right. And, you know, it, it's been such an ex – health care is – unbelievably expensive and it's gotten more expensive through covid and beyond yeah. because you know the the cost of employees has gone up the cost of everything and, and okay, hospitals can't charge more no uh, 
it's a sore spot. Our health insurance as a company during the two years of the heart of COVID, our uh, cost, meaning like what we Mm -hmm. went way down. I mean, like way down, but our insurance increased by mm-hmm. 18%. So this isn't just a hospital question. This is a government reimbursement, yes. insurance, the All whole the nine players. yards and everything. Yep. And they're the last to change. I mean, because it, you can't, I get, you can't stop the ship on a dime, but all of it has to be rethought. Oh, I, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, you look at these big, giant, shiny hospitals and you think, well, and then you get your bill and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, they're getting all this money and it's, but you're right. I mean, every, I don't know where all the money's going, but we're all paying more and and basically kind of feeling like we're receiving less. All right. Let's talk city stuff. Uh, I was reading a press release uh, that was put out by the uh, city of Decatur that the Decatur public transit system is partnering with Millican students to explore Decatur. Yeah. And I I don't even think I've seen that release. All right. Let me just throw this out at you. Let me know more, please. Okay. This is from the Decatur okay. uh, IL.gov website. Decatur Public Transit System is partnering with Millican to help their students explore Decatur. On Saturdays, one of the DPTS trolleys will loop a connecting route from the Millican University campus to the downtown transit center where they can hop on other routes to access much of Decatur. Highlighted routes are ones that have stops near shopping centers and grocery stores. If you know a Millican student with limited transportation, tell them about our special service. I wish they would have had flyer explaining the service here. This will be used by no one. Well, let's see. Okay. Let's give it a chance, Brian. I'm not, I'm just. I, it'll never work. Hey, I, 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 I'm just going to ride the trolley. No, they ride, they'll ride the trolley, but the trolley is going to drop them off over a year. Mm-hmm. You spend any time over here? Yeah. Really? Well, you know, the city offices are a block I, I'm away. I'm talking about the transit center. I've been there a few times. Okay. I'm wondering how this stuff and how much time and like how these things come together and for what purpose. Well, you know, the, why not just drive the trolley around Decatur? It's certainly got empty seats. Uh, instead of taking the trolley to Millican to drop them off to get on a bus to go to Walmart. You know, I am not over transit and things I are always, I know, but, but one of the, here's one of the cool things you'll like this about transit. Right now, the city of Decatur partners with Decatur public schools and high school kids ride the city buses to school, you know, for like a, a cost. Okay. Right. Now we are going to a system where as long as they have a valid ID, they don't have to, you know, it's, it's a set amount. They can ride the buses anytime, any, you know, all year long. Students. Students. Okay. They have to pay for their bus ride home from the high school? No. Okay. The they, district pays you. The district, it's, it's just a set amount, but it allows kids that might not have transportation to go to extracurricular activities or, or whatever. Okay. So. Isn't that a good thing? It is a good thing. I, but why, speaking of things and dominoes, mm-hmm. why are we still doing public transportation the way we, I, it never made sense in Decatur, Illinois to have buses this big. I mean, and, it's, and when you look at the number of third shift, um, factories we have yeah. and other entities. So we are looking at what to do. We're going to explore some micro buses, which is almost like a, a, a city run Uber, as oh I understand God. it. That, I know. If they would have listened to this show that? five years I, ago, we could have done that. that. Yeah. No, five years ago, we were buying new buses with federal money. I, uh, you know, it, it just, it's never made any sense to me. Public transportation, yes. But the idea that we've ever lived in a community large enough to have 60 passenger bus, I mean, it, it's just never made any sense to me. 
well, I, you will be seeing change in, sure. in, uh, and going to be, I mean, I believe it's by 2035. We expect to have oh all of our buses well, electric. Okay. So that's good. And, and I know we got solar panels coming and yeah, all that. All and all, all that's great. Water. Yeah. Uh, what is a, uh, what does a bus cost? What, what are those buses cost? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. I, I don't remember off the top of my head and I'll be wrong. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if you just took the money, that that cost and just handed out like gift cards for Uber. Uh, well, we don't have a very robust Uber okay, system. Well, then maybe there's some opportunity there because if you got rid of the buses, <laughs> maybe there would be more Uber drivers. You know, uh, and back to the federal government that I know. writes the rules. They just don't really allow that. I don't. It's just, we do things sometimes. I think we've got grumpy old man in here today. no. It, you know, it, it, does public transportation make any sense to you in the city of Decatur, Illinois? No, but part of the problem is that to for it to work effectively, you can't do like you can't just have a taxi house sitting on one end of yeah. the city. You've got to be positioned no, to be everywhere. No, but you could have minivans to take those two people around rather than hundred thousand dollar buses that seem. I, I mean, other than the high school, and it also feels like how much money do do you get from the public schools? Do you have any idea? For the buses? Yeah. I mean, um, it's the it, only time you're going to get yeah. a full bus is when it's picking up kids at Eisenhower McCarthy. Um, it was like 80 cents a day per, you know, high school kid. Okay. So I don't know the breakdown at the top it of It would be head. interesting to see, like, just what maintenance costs and everything sure. else, like, where that is. And, and I get District 61 doesn't want it to go away because that's their buses and they already have a hard enough time getting the buses they need for the yeah. K through 8. But uh, when I was in school, the, the city didn't do that. I mean, we, there was buses right. uh, all the way through, you know, high school. So that has changed over the years. But isn't it one of those things, and, and I know you have this mind, and it has to be frustrating for you, it's just the bureaucracy just doesn't change the way everything else changes. It takes a... It, Brian, it takes a really long time for city government, and we're a lot more agile than the federal government. Yeah. So, you know, you start, when we start changing things, oh, it's like a very painful thing, and it takes a long time. All right. Would you, well, that's not fair because you're a Decatur kid. Would your Millican brethren, you know, hop on a trolley to go down to the transit center and then jump on a bus to go to the mall? In some cases, it would be the only option that they have. Yeah. So, I mean, I would think that there would be some that would have. And if I knew how to do it and they made me feel like, um, as a Millican student, like walking to Fairview Plaza's Kroger or whatever mm-hmm. it was in the day was a really long walk. I didn't have a car when I was at Millican. And so if you wanted to bring back, you know, uh, a case of Diet Coke or something, you had to carry it. That And it's not that far away. Well, now there isn't a grocery store. I had to walk a half a mile yeah. carrying a case of Diet Coke. <laughs> and, you know, like they did a ice skating day, a free ice skating day for Millican, and they brought in buses yeah. and they educated the campus and we would load them up and we would go ice skate. So if, if, yeah, that's if a you made them a specific destination. Right. So if you made it aware, hey, the, the three o'clock bus takes you to the mall every day, then I would think that that would probably get used. All right. What else is going on? I know the uh, is the governor like when he comes to town. Is he are they just not sending anything out because of safety reasons? I have no idea. I usually know. Well, I know, but the media doesn't, uh, and I'm curious as to why that is. Um, I do not know. I was told mm-hmm. by a pretty high-ranking person when we were at the TCCI uh, thing mm-hmm. that you were there yeah. with the governor that they wanted to do that event outdoors and were told not to by the state police, who well, are the ones yeah. in charge of the security. You know, 
I have always followed the advice of our local police if there are things where they're like, this is too dangerous of a situation, et cetera. And it's like, you don't want to be a bigger problem. No, I, I yeah. just wonder if it's just not so bad out there that it, there's. It very well may be, Brian. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. It is sad. But he was here basically to, uh, you guys were at the transit center, yeah, right? Yeah, we were. And they're going to get a new transit center? Yeah, the old Tommy House Tire, uh, Tommy House Tire buildings, the city purchased those and. On MLK? Like back, yeah. Over, no, no. Between Wood Street and, yeah, that little. That, I'm thinking of Tommy House uh, being, you're talking about the old, 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 old. old. Okay, all right. Those old buildings, and we're converting those into um, a facility that can handle um, as we change to electric vehicles. I mean, because you don't change the oil in electric buses. Right. So you don't need that station, which we currently have at our facility. You've got to build chargers. You've got to have a lot of different things that you do. There's so, a special bus wash. A what? A bus washing station. <laughs> Coming along on that property too, you uh-huh. can see the demolition and the yeah, it looks great. All right, that's I, look. I'm I'm all for. I I feel like the one thing that the state of Illinois has done in recent memory is this move towards trying to take advantage of the EV industry yeah. uh, and not just building the car, but all of the economic stuff, gardening yeah. around mm-hmm. that, meaning you're going to have to have this system and those supplies and this thing. And the, uh, and it feels really like positioning central Illinois in particular yeah. for, you know, what's to come because we're, I mean, Rivian is a great success story. And so as, but I mean, there are other components that go into that. The TCCI project is a, you know. Yeah, they've been on the cutting edge of this uh-huh. for uh, quite a while. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. No, and a lot doesn't. of this, you know, that's why the incentives and the investment are important. Uh, but it is, um, there are plenty of people out there that are still just sort of like head in the sand on this stuff or they don't believe that it's coming. I, I don't know what you do t- for those folks. I don't know. Just wait for them to come along, I guess. I, I know, but it's just so funny, like, what people will attach the word woke to today. It's like, you know, like, it seems to be like it's its own irrefutable response to anything at all that's good for the community. Yeah, that's, well, that change is hard, you know, and it's... Yeah, but, but, but growth is good yes, and, and, is. and being ready for jobs of the future is good. I feel like we're situationally better than maybe some places with what Richland's doing, what mm-hmm. Milliken's doing, uh, you, you know, with what some of the programs through even DPS and our local high schools. I mean, we're, we're kind of, I feel like positioned to take yeah. advantage of all I, this. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And so I, I think it's, it's going to be a, an exciting few years to watch things develop. All right. What else are you excited about? Well, we've got a bunch on the agenda tonight related to, um, well, some of it's uh, like solar stuff for the Civic Center parking lot, the library. What's that, the timeline on that thing? Uh, well, the um, company that we're hiring tonight is going to manage the project yeah. for the Civic Center. So it's probably a couple of years in the making. But to look at also what else can we do, like at our firehouses, at the water plant, you know, what can we do to get more solar in place to be able to take advantage of that kind of energy production? Okay. So. And uh, anything controversial tonight? You know, I'm, I'm always amazed at what becomes controversial. But, right. you know, uh, we're working on a number of catalyst projects for uh, neighborhood revitalization. One of them is the old Garfield School. All right. Tell me that that word has or that phrase just, has been around forever. I'm really for, tired of it. Forever. <laughs> we, need, we need a new phrase. Um, but are, are we making any progress? Yeah, I, I really think we are. And, and tonight uh, we've got a, several things that are on the agenda. One of them, the Gar, old Garfield School. Uh, which is the one that's on Grand and, is it Grand and Oakland? 
I know it's open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to develop it with a partner uh, partnership to develop a senior independent living there. Okay. So, you know, and it would be, you know, um, affordable for seniors to live there. And, but, you know, these would be active seniors. And then there's an agreement with the uh, park district to kind of, uh, change the footprint a little bit of Garfield Park and make it more user friendly there. Okay. Um, for that. For that project. And, and when these, is this an out of town person? Uh, this is Bywater. They are out of St. Louis. Okay. I mean, this is, every time we have a conversation about a school becoming, yeah. you know, repurposed to be something else, then this, 10 years later not, you're sitting here with an abandoned Ryan school. Ryan and Julie from Colorado okay. that we think it's a great idea. This is a legitimate company that, uh, has done work before with, uh, some of the well, folks. Don't knock there. Brian and Julie from Colorado. Okay. They do some solid stuff. <laughs> uh, alright. So you feel with, good about yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the We Folks daycare has been closed off of Jasper. Mm-hmm. And so there is an interested party who wants to um, start a daycare there, which it's, you know, there's a lot of lacking of daycare in that area. And so we are planning to purchase the pro- um, the property and lease it back to this um, organization and business that wants to run it. All right. Talk to me a little bit about what's on the uh, agenda for crossing healthcare and these uh, opioid settlement funds. Sure. Why does this have to do with the city of Decatur? I mean, why aren't these funds going to places directly? That I don't know government, uh, but yeah, here we go again. But uh, the state of Illinois got, you know, I mean, there's pharmaceutical lawsuits and everything else. There's at least some money trickling in to help with this problem. Right. And we're very fortunate that Crossing and Heritage are both here. And so, you know, because the city's not going to go start some program to help with addiction. No, we're not going to do that. So, but we are, you know, through, through this agreement, the money that we receive is going to Heritage and to to uh, how much crossing. money are we receiving? Do I you have? I think it is uh, that what we're voting on tonight is fifty thousand dollars split between the two entities. Yeah. I just want a bucket and a drop sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, whatever. I guess everything helps. Uh, the idea, though, that it just has to go through all these hands for this amount of money just seems, you know, silly. I'm yeah. glad that we have the resources we I have yeah. because we wouldn't have had that with government. Yeah, absolutely. And really, city doesn't need to be in that business. You have to watch that uh, A Nation in Pain documentary that I, I think it just aired last night on CNN about these brothers in Florida who had one of the largest pill mill operations in the United States of America at the beginning and at the height of this opioid thing. I mean, it's just disgusting what, what the pharmaceutical companies did, what everyone did. And and, and it was just wrong. Well, I, I, it was it, just wrong. I, there were people, I think, that that didn't do it for the wrong reasons but caused the wrong nevertheless. I mean, we had a doctor come. Uh, there, there was a task force that was put together a couple of years ago before COVID. And, you know, th- this doctor, and I'm, I'm not going to put their name on it because, but you would know and have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for, said they weren't trained, uh, you know, on this. You know, they got their medical licenses. And, and he went through the, like, the, the category of, like, here's where morphine is. And, and then here's where opioids and here's where fentanyl. And it was, like, off the charts crazy. And then the health system was rewarding and paying back and reimbursing your people oh, at a hospital. Not just reimbursing. It, they were penalizing doctors. Well, right. They, but, but, but the reimbursement yeah, right. mattered mm-hmm. about, like, a pain survey of how yeah. much how this comfort controlled and it had to be always yeah and so that to me was like okay that wasn't intentionally trying to get people hooked on drugs there was circumstantial stuff there but then when you look at what the pharmaceutical companies did it was like a perfect storm and this country today is still and we don't like pain 
Okay. If you, you want to go get a hip replaced or whatever, you want to get it replaced and then you really don't want pain. Yeah. Well, pain is part of the healing. Yeah. And, but it, yeah, it was a mess. Here's $50,000. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. All right, Mary, we appreciate it. See, I didn't end grouchy. I am See, grouchy about good. some things. I, just the society as a whole has to own this this opioid thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it, and with the addition of fentanyl, I, I mean, you know, these kids are out there. Kids are going to experiment. They're going to do stupid stuff. We all did, yeah. and it, you know, it's literally one stupid thing could be Kill your you. life. Yeah, that's it. All right, Mayor, we appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you. We'll take a break. Back with more Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports coming up. Plus, Doctor Juanita Morris. Stay tuned. For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, Foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with the Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today we've got some fog for another half hour or so, otherwise mostly cloudy and windy with a high near 50. Tonight we've got a 40% chance of overnight showers, mostly cloudy and windy, steady temperatures around 50 degrees. For Tuesday, mostly cloudy and a high near 50 again. And for Wednesday, rain is likely mainly afternoon, cloudy with a high near 48 Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 28 degrees. Your WSOI time is 734. And this look at your weather was brought to you by Eagle Ridge of Decatur. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Welcome back. Monday morning edition of Buyers and Company. Time now for Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, let's start with the Illini. Well, who is Illinois?
Illinois' number one basketball rival? I think this question gets kicked around uh, more than once each season, and I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer. Some would say Indiana. Some will point to Michigan. I, I would say you can't, can't go wrong if you say Iowa. As Io DeSumo said a couple years ago, we don't like them, and they don't like us. And I think that's fair enough way to summarize it. So it stings a little more when you lose a tight game uh, against a rival, just as it feels a little sweeter when you uh, win one of those rivalry games. Uh, and lately, Illinois has dominated the series against Iowa. But Saturday in Iowa City, it was the Hawkeyes' turn, and they survived a close game, 81-79. Uh, to point to one factor, Illinois could not put the brakes on Tony Perkins, who killed Illinois at the free throw line and with mid-range jumpers. He scored 25 of his 32 points in the second half. He made 15 of 16 free throws. Uh, and Illinois tried at least five different players defending him, and no one could shut him down. I think they might have tried six different guys on him and just – no one could get a handle on him. Uh, it came down to the final few possessions, and when a game is that close, uh, every missed opportunity seems magnified, and that includes uh, calls by the officials, which in the Big Ten this season have been a constant source of hand-wringing for fans all over the league. I I'm not going to go there in this game, but um, I, I once again saw some really good things from freshman Jaden Epps and Ty Rogers. Man, I would give Epps all the chances he wants. I think he's one of those rare kids that just has a knack for finding ways to get the ball in the basket. And Ty Rogers is a ferocious rebounder and defender. Love those two guys. Um, but the loss breaks Illinois' momentum. Uh, they have still now won seven of nine. Uh, they play Minnesota tomorrow at the State Farm Center. That's a 7:30 game, and then they come home and play Rutgers on uh, Saturday at one o'clock. Rutgers is a really good team. So, uh, two games this week, tomorrow and Saturday. All right. On the other side of the break, we'll do a little more college hoops with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur. Hi, I'm Dave Koshinsky, CEO of Investment Planners and IPI Wealth Management. At IPI, integrity and ensuring significance and peace of mind are the key to the way we do business. Our clients trust us to take care of their investments, and it is our responsibility to work with business partners that will help us do just that. First National Bank is one of those partners. FNB's quality service and two Decatur branches provide us the stability we need to accomplish our mission. Thanks, FNB. First National Bank, member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, more college hoops. Well, Purdue's run of success came to an end Saturday in Bloomington, Indiana. The Hoosiers held on to knock off the nation's number one ranked team, 79-74. Really good game. Uh, Indiana had a big lead. Purdue came all the way back. And Illinois held on at the end. Uh, two terrific individual performances for Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis. 25.7 rebounds, five block shots. And for Purdue, their big man, Zach Eady, 33 points, 18 rebounds, and three block shots. So uh, Purdue is 22-2 and two overall, still atop the Big Ten standings at 11-2. and two. Rutgers is in second place at 8-4. and four. And then there are six teams tied for third at 7-5, and five, including Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Northwestern, Indiana, and Michigan. Just a word about um, some news I received after the Illinois loss to Iowa Saturday. Uh, some of the Illinois players received direct message contacts from 
so-called Illinois fans venting on social media, calling them idiots, calling them losers, um, questioning whether they should have ever been given a scholarship, uh, some a lot more vile than that. Um, look, if you're a fan, if you're an adult and you're attacking 19-year-olds on social media, you've got a problem. I would hope those kids are being counseled to turn those over to law enforcement. Um, I'm sure it stings to lose to Iowa. You don't get to brag to your buddy on Monday morning when you get to work, but come on. Um, this is a good team, not a great team. They're in a league with very similar teams. I just pointed that out in the standings. They will lose some games. Other teams are losing games. Uh, if the occasional up and down of a team like this or a season like this is too much for you, then you maybe need to pick another sport. I see NASCAR just started up over the weekend. Give it a go. Uh, but college basketball might be too emotional to you. And the worst part of this, Brian, is that it did not surprise me to hear any of this. Uh, nah. Fans have have gotten, I don't, they they lose their minds and and. You just got to stop yourself. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, that's just not for Illini players. It's for everyone. I mean, people have yeah, just it lost is. it. it is. All right, Mark, have a great day. We appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you next, uh, well, tomorrow morning. I had a Friday flashback there for a minute. Talk to you next Monday. Nope, it's Monday. On Monday, a couple of weeks ago, I wished Marcelle uh, uh, a happy weekend. <laughs> she said, it is Monday. I was like, yeah, that happens. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I uh, look. Uh, anybody in the public eye, and, and you don't even have to be in the public eye. I mean, that whole thing has changed, you, you know, over the years, right? A line-eye basketball player, whatever it might be. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. People will go, well, you know, that's just the price you pay. It's like, uh, okay, uh, that doesn't excuse bad behavior. No, not at all. And they are kids. And I can tell you, even, you know, someone with thick skin that's done this for a long time in the public eye, it's not fun. I, I mean, it's not that, like, what somebody does, like, on social media is, like, going to take away your ability to do what you do or your confidence or anything else. It's just, it gets just gets old. Yeah. The constant sort of, you know, noise. Uh, I, I noticed that, like, uh, uh, there was a story about, ADM and Forbes magazine. It's like the ignorance that's just displayed is like, like that it, it, like you can't comprehend that ADM is a global company uh, based on global, you, you know, and all you can think about is this one little department in one thing in Decatur, Illinois. And you can't even perceive that there's anything else but that. And then where are you going to go work and the next place you want to go get hired? I mean, do you think that these comments don't follow you around? It's part of the resume now. People are looking. Really? Yeah. Who's hiring that guy? I'm not. Ever. No. Nope. It's a lot of places that you apply to will ask for your social media handles. Yeah. But they'll find them anyway. And, and but the, I'm saying if you're willing yeah. to just go, uh, you know, on this mm -hmm. sort of public, I mean, who in the world is going to hire you? Nope. We'll sidestep it. Even if even if they agree with you, it's not good for their. But I don't think good. people even think about that anymore. No, some most don't. Uh, I hope that's wrong. I hope I mean, I hope it's not yeah, that, most. Yeah, that's probably I. But I, I don't know that you're wrong. I'm just saying I hope not. Yeah, I hope most people 
have some sort of capability of keeping it to themselves just out of their own self-preservation. Like yeah. caveman stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the DNA is there to go, well, that would be really stupid to put that out there publicly. Yeah, the most prop, the, the statement that I made the most probably relies on the fact that many people uh, currently are paying attention, but maybe they had a moment lapse as a teenager. But, but or there's people, and that's a whole different thing, but there's people out there that, that work there that are doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you go, what are you thinking? You watch people get fired on social media where they're where they, uh, hey, I'm on the beach, tired of those losers back in the office. And then the boss will reply and say, don't worry about it. We got all your stuff in the boxes. Yeah. Just come back when you get back from the beach. I, I just there's a couple of things. It's like a like, OK, you don't like your job. That doesn't mean the company you work for is terrible. And, and you know, you have choices in life or B. I'm just going to go put all this publicly out there. And then when there's consequences, go, that's not fair. Just because you can. And then the third part of that is like, whether you work there anymore or not, you're working somewhere. And if you're willing to do that about the last job, trust me, the people you work for now know you're willing to do it about that job. And you're not Kyrie Irving. I mean, you, 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 you know, who can get controversy and still make millions of dollars. I mean, you don't have that kind of choice in life. Right. But you got an account. So <laughs> it's boggling to me. And I'm not even arguing whether you're right or wrong. I'm just saying how stupid it is to put it out there publicly with your name on it. But I at least appreciate doing that versus the anonymous people. The anonymous people. Oh, my God. Who would never in a million years do it to your face. And the first thing out of their mouth is you're a coward. Be like, wait a minute. Stop and hold the press. <laughs> Who's the coward? Literally, who? Who's Like, who are you? Let's just start there. <laughs> so in some respects, at least I got to give them credit for, like, putting their name on it. But it's not very smart. Not very smart. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Showcase your Central Illinois business or organization by participating in the Mount Zion Chamber of Commerce Expo and Taste at the Mount Zion Convention Center on Saturday, April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Order your booth for the early bird price of only $200 for a single booth or only $250 after February 17th. Gold or silver sponsors receive extra incentives for each sponsorship. For more information on the Mount Zion Chamber Expo and Taste, check out mountzionchamber.org or call 217-864-2526. In 1965, my father founded Brink Auto Realtors with a singular goal, to support his community's real estate needs with integrity, purpose, and a forward-facing approach to business. Over 55 years later, Brink Auto Realtors still embodies that spirit. Connection, commitment, community. When you're planning to make a move, go with the name you know. Get the service you deserve. Go to BrinkOtter.com to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. BrinkOtter.com. 
Did you know the average age of vehicles on the road right now are 12 years old? Most manufacturers recommend antifreeze coolant exchanges every 10 years. Number one roadside breakdowns is cooling system failure, but Speed Lube has you covered. They offer a two-part complete coolant system fluid exchange for $79.95, and it lubricates the water pump seals and has an anti-corrosion additive. Don't find yourself on the side of the road this winter. Visit one of Speed Lube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your coolant system checked today at Speed Lube. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. You need cooling, baby, I'm not We are back here on a uh, Monday. Led Zeppelin. I can dig that for a Monday. I need that. A little extra jolt of Robert Plant's voice. <laughs> It's got a good groove to it. It does have a whole lot of love. Uh, Great song. Dr. J in the uh, studios with us, uh, Juanita Morris. Uh, You know her from, well, all of the things that she does in the community, uh, including the uh, Jerry Dawson Civic Leadership Institute, which is uh, a lot of conversation going on in and around that. I feel like uh, productive conversations. uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's both cross our fingers. Yes. I hope so. (laughs) If that's a thing. I don't know. What the hell are you doing? It's emojis. Emojis. Yeah, there's finger crossing emojis. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's a big deal still. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're across. Uh, mm-hmm. Having a lot of conversations about just, um, I, I feel like, I'm not trying to like do some weird tease that we can't tell you about, but I, I feel like there's the potential to have conversations and continued conversations in this community that are very unique. I agree. All right. Hugely unique. Yeah. As the former president said, bigly. Bigly. <laughs> bigly unique. <laughs> unique. <laughs> ah, golden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel like this so much of this country today, driven by the political class, is, is just divide and conquer. You, you know, it's you be afraid of me, I'll be afraid of you, therefore yeah. we can't ever meet in the middle ground talk, right? Yeah. And that causes people to give money, that causes people to vote, that causes people to win or lose elections, and that, that that's sort of the end sum of the game is just if we're divided. It's good for the political class. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because we've taken an opposite approach. Like we are working to really build bridges, right, and inside of our community. But you're definitely right in that if it stays separate, then everybody is safe. But the uncomfortable and the and the unsafe part is that is that building that bridge of connection. Yeah, and then when you get in a room and you just you know look across the table, yeah. it's it's a lot harder to be. Facebook guy. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, because now it's a face and a personality and a name and, and you're there in person. And so hopefully you're able to listen and learn, uh, and, and both ways and always. And, and I, I feel like we're doing some of that. I, I'm really optimistic about the potential of this being really really good for our community. I agree. And I think that, um, and I feel like we are speaking in some kind of code here, but I do. A little bit. I apologize for that because that's not my intent. <laughs> but I do think it's that. It's just there's ongoing conversations about things, uh, uh, and, and I'm excited about it, but I can't really tell you what that is. And I'm never excited. I'm always anxious or nervous. Well, you know, same thing, isn't it? I don't know. Some people feel anxious. I think other people feel the same thing and feel excited. Okay. I think that's a that's how you perceive it personally. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your anxiety could be my excitement. Yes. It's like it's <laughs> heart's beating a little quicker. You got like, oh, okay, can't uh-huh. wait. Some people go, oh, my God. You know. Uh, <laughs> I'm the oh, my God. Uh, no, but you fight through it. Well, you we're f- learning. You fight through it. <laughs> I'm learning. That's the amazing thing. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. We'll though. keep you posted. Yeah. But uh, uh, maybe, you know, as soon as this summer, uh, seeing some, oh, certainly not even then, uh, in March. 
Yeah, we have some things scheduled, yeah. and uh, we are definitely calling some more of our community members to the table to have those conversations. And get so the call. Make sure you you show, show up, up, or we call you out. Yep, one of we will. Yeah, because well, <laughs> it's the only way you get things done, uh, and that's important. Uh, so anyway, as the world screams at each other on cable TV, we are having conversations in this community about a lot of important things that I think we have the resources and a unique yep. ability to be able to do something about, hopefully. Yeah, and yeah. it's definitely bigger than us. It is. Well, we're, we're pretty small people. We are. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against big people. <laughs> Not a, nothing at all. What are we, about seven feet combined? Together. <laughs> Pack a so, mighty punch. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, I, I was watching this story out of um, out of Turkey this morning, and it, it, these are numbers that are almost hard to imagine. This earthquake that killed like seventeen hundred people. Wow. Um, you, you know, have you ever when you travel um, and, and you go someplace very, very old, and and, and I'm thinking about uh, in particular, uh, you know, Saint Francis of Assisi. If you go to Assisi, Italy, it's up on one of these mountains, right? And, and it's so old. Yeah. We don't have anything remotely close to that in this country. I mean, the just the age yeah. of this. And then when you, you can certainly, once you've been standing up there, see like what an earthquake to one of these kind of things would do. Oh, yeah. But they've been around forever. It's just, you go down in the tomb where he is uh, uh, buried, there is something, you don't even have to be religious, but there is something palpable in the air, the ancient air yep. that is down there that makes you just go, oh my God. Yep. I think sometimes our problem here is that we're not old enough to have any perspective on things, yeah, yeah. right? And the dramatic changes in our brief sort of time as a country. And by the way, I'm not complaining. I'm saying it's maybe one of the greatest attempts in the world to try to get to an imperfect democracy where we were able to do the things that we're able to do. But we don't have that perspective of like ancient age. I agree. I spent some time in Africa. and and, right? Yeah. And it was, you, you could feel the vibe of the people that had been there years and years before. But I thought the same thing, like this is truly something different than than what we have just in time and duration and stability. And I don't, it, it was definitely different. And I, I think we spent a lot of our time and here's why I'm bringing this full circle here. Uh, it sounds sort of abstract, but I, I think that's also why we're so defensive to change, sure. you, you know, that we don't realize that like, just like sand you know, over the, I mean, that, that yep. it's inevitable. Uh, and if we don't have a thousand years of that history to go, okay, we were this, and then we moved to this, and then we moved to that, that it's very much a draw a line in that sand and go, I, I don't want any change. I think we do. And we do that because we are um, that is the safe thing and that is the stable thing. And the hardest thing that I'm learning is, is to try to be open to something that I never envisioned. No, it's, it's one of the toughest things. There. I it mean, is. it's why change. Look, um, I think I embrace it more than others solely out of habit. You know, we went through a time, and, and this was before Nick's time, but, you, you know, we went through like three or four ownership groups in like mm. five years, right? And, you know, when you do something long enough, yep. you realize a couple of things. A, I'm not going to worry about anything because if a company doesn't value me, I don't want to work for that company anyway. anyway yeah. uh, and so you get to a peace of mind kind of thing where you lean into change rather than just automatically getting a wall up. But I think getting the wall up is the go-to in our DNA. It, it absolutely is. Yep. 
You're right. Which is crazy because change is the only thing that is inevitable. I mean, it is is the only thing you can bet. I mean, look, the the house in Vegas, they're not taking the odds against change. Change will come. But I like a good wall, though, because the wall represents sometimes stability. And the wall is as stable, as unstable in in how change evolves. But I think the wall has got to be built to be able to be adaptable to change. It can't just be the wall or nothing, (laughs) you know. And and I think I see that like all the time on social media. Nick and I were talking about this earlier. It's like dying on every hill. Yeah. I mean, not even strategic. You're just dying every day on every hill. That wall is important to many people, though. It really, really is. And sometimes when I've made it here, this is good. I stop right here. You keep driving, but I'm going to get out right See, here. See, I think the wall, uh, I like to think about the wall as a brick at a time. Uh, and every one of those bricks, you know, if you want a really good wall, is built up with different things. And sometimes we don't recognize that we have a wall. No, but we just keep putting bricks on by what's being fed to you through the algorithms yes, that agree with you. Do. You're just building more of a wall. I, I don't, that sounds, God. <laughs> We're all over the place this morning. Monday. It's it Monday. Uh, I, uh, I, the, the lesson is I just think if you just sit and talk to people, you'll find that you have a lot more in common than you don't. And almost generally speaking, that's the case. Got to be vulnerable. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't think that even if you don't like that phrase, you know, it's just more or less, look, you, you know, um, I question today more than ever simply because the technology is being used to feed people what they want versus what they need. Yeah. And we have a harder time face-to-face because we don't have to be. You can live your life behind that wall and social media and only talk to the people that agree with you and feel the same way you do. That feeds itself and feeds itself. I wonder sometimes, like, what our strength is as a country. Mm-hmm. You know, if the whole Martian attack thing, you know, do we pull together or do five minutes in, are we all fractured? Fractured. And I, I, my concern is that we're more that way than we are the other. Yeah. Nick, do you think we are or not? We're never put to that test. Um, well, we have been in our country's history, brief history. We have very limited uh, opportunities to have to band together um, in that direct way. And in, in that direct way, we've ri- risen to the to the cause, but in indirect ways, we've not. So I, I feel like if, if something's clear and obvious and tangible, uh, that we would still band together. And I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I, I really, really do. I don't think it just, I've seen too much of behavior, uh, to believe that everybody goes up oh, I'm going to put all that aside and, and for the greater good. I think we'd rather find enemies. Seems to be what we're good at today, right? On even inside, I was watching this Nancy Pelosi documentary over the weekend uh, that her daughter did. Hmm. It's on HBO, uh, and uh, Pelosi in the House, I think, is what it's called. And uh, you know, people, she's like one of these lightning rods of uh, of you know, if you're on the right or mm-hmm. Republican, and um, certainly January six, you know, a lot of that, you know, there was yeah. a lot of uh, Nancy sort of stuff. But it was you, you forget too that they're human beings, yeah. you know. And and her daughter is a documentarian and a filmmaker, and so she, you know. And you also forget like just how many presidents this woman is. Like yeah. my goodness, at that opening thing. But at the end of the day, it was just interesting because they're people, and we don't see them as, as people, people anymore. And like her, not like her, whatever mm-hmm. that I find interesting, and and I try to consume as much as I can. And it, it's on HBO uh, uh, if you want to watch it, HBO Max, uh, but. 
it was really interesting to see her go through January 6th real time. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't, we saw all the stuff we could see, but what we couldn't see is them moving her out and into security and like, and and her daughter was there filming the whole time. And her daughter, right? You know, which is a whole other dynamic or, or seeing the grandkids uh, who were there during the protests and as they grew up and then being there through January. And you think these, these are people. They may not be people you relate to or people, yep. but you know, th- this is just her dancing with the grandkids. And I think that we have to Dakota Chrome by Paul Simon of all things. <laughs> but I do think that we have to realize that we all are people. And we remove that. You're right. And we hide behind some of those things. But the idea is, is that we all have an assignment. We're all here. And I think that's, that's because it's harder to, to do that Facebook thing in person. It is. Because most people just don't, I got this inward anger, but I have a hard time expressing to you across the desk here, but I can do it in a social media post. That's why I think in a room will always trump that other stuff. That other stuff's great. I'm not a Luddite, not anywhere yep. near that. But I think it's harder to do in person. I, I, I absolutely don't disagree. And I think that sometimes in person that we still are uncomfortable, right? We yes. still have to have those conversations. We still have to come to the table. But the idea is to come to the table. Uh, I appreciate you a great deal. Ditto. Do you know what the word smoke means today? I, I, I keep... Um, that sounds like a trick question. No, <laughs> like, no. I, I, I'm confused by the... This is my, my old man moment. It seems to be like the word of the day recently, and I'm sure it's not recent. It's been around a while. But, Nick, what do, do the kids mean when they say you don't want any of this smoke? Yeah, yeah that's old. Yeah, yeah. How old? It's very old. It's very old. And it just made a comeback, meaning you don't want any of this. You don't want what I got. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.